Welcome back. This is episode number 18 of the Footy Pod, and today's guest is Tyler Lee, who's a personal trainer at Cowboys Fit in Frisco, uh, but also doubles down as a center back for FF Premier, as well as the Cayman Islands national team. So, Tyler will share some stories with us about his experience just representing his country, getting to compete against some of the bigger nations in CONCACAF, and and also we'll touch on, you know, maybe a few reasons why the U.S. national team struggles against some of those nations uh, just based on his experience playing against them. So uh, he'll also share some valuable insights on what it means and 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 the benefits behind being a multi-sport athlete so for any young athletes out there whether you are a multi-sport athlete or just competing in in one sport i think that you can get some some valuable information from him so make sure you tune in listen all the way through share your feedback and as always hope you enjoy Tyler Lee, I miss you, man. How's your life in quarantine? It's good. It's I'm on, uh, well. I wouldn't say good. It's um, I'm managing. Yeah, yeah it's um, it's different. Exactly, it's different. Uh, yeah. just having to you know adjust and you know deal with you know everyone's going through the same thing right now. I feel you know with yeah. with you know a lot of people aren't working and you know finding things to do. A lot of people are finding hobbies and new hobbies which is good. You know, I've been doing uh, work around the yard and keeping my work, uh, my workouts going, keeping sane, being outside more, um, yeah. you know, which is a good thing. So, uh, got to get yeah. that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good for everyone. So I'm, I, you know, the more I like go outside and walk or, you know, run to the store, I see so many people, you know, families outside walking, kids outside. And it's like, it's actually good to see because, you know, if it was like I guess I can say normal time, you know, you usually don't see that kids are cooped up in the in the house, you know. So it's good to see, you know, out them outside interact, you know, interacting with their brother and sister and running around, and you know, it's good. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed right whenever <clears throat> the lockdown started is yeah, one got locked into their house, but then everyone ended up outside, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, it's like. You, you know, everyone's telling you to practice the social distancing, stay inside, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But, I mean, you can still do that being outside. Yeah. yeah. And it's healthy. You can't you can't just keep people inside, trap them yeah. in like, you know, they're in they're in jail. Like, yeah, you got to you got to allow them to, uh, you know, do do what they need to do to, you know, keep a positive mindset through all this or else or else we won't be able to come back better from it, which is the whole opportunity in this whole situation anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you're, you know, staying active and, uh, and, and keeping busy, being productive. I know. So, you know, for the listeners, you're a personal trainer at Cowboys Fit. Yes, sir. So obviously you haven't been able to do much personal training, but, you know, I'm sure you've adjusted in the same ways that we have is doing more stuff online or remotely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Zoom calls, uh, you know, building programs for people. Um, a lot of the programs that I've built um, are written up for someone. I mean, they're for my clients now that are pretty familiar with me. So it was pretty easy in doing that. You know, they kind of know what I what I expect and 
you know, how to, you know, properly do an exercise. So it was good in that sense. So, you know, it's keep, they're keeping me busy too. So, you know, I'm thankful that, you know, I, I can, I'm able to do that. I'm able yeah. to still help them and, and, you know, keep training. So, yeah. Yeah. I know you really love doing that, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. You could tell you have that passion for it. I mean, I mean, just with your body type, like you, it, it just, it, it, it rubs off on the people around you. Like they're going to trust that you know what you're doing because of the way that you look. And sometimes looking the part is, is more than half the battle. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to keep yourself, you know, fit in top condition. And uh, that's how you kind of, you know, portray that to, to everyone around you. But um you know, I know that that's not all you do. You also play soccer at a high level, uh, starting linebacker. I mean, excuse me, center back <laughs> for uh, FF Premier, and also the Cayman Islands national team. Yes, sir. So why don't we? Uh, I guess rewind a little bit. Let's start yeah. from the beginning and just kind of walk us up to that point because that's that's massive, and I definitely want to hear, you know, how you kind of. Um, how how you developed into having that opportunity and 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 living it? Yeah. Um, well, so I uh, lived in Baton. Well, for the people out there, I'm born and raised in the Cayman Islands. Um, I moved to the United States when I was 18. Uh, my dad's originally from uh, from the states, so I moved up with him. Um, finished school up here. And then I went over and did college, went to university uh, in Baton Rouge, uh, Louisiana. After I got done with college, um, I picked up ball even more. I got, took it more seriously. You know, I had a goal for myself. You know, I was playing over there a little, you know, some, and I had a goal that, you know, I I wanted to make this team. You know, I wanted to make the national team. And I came home. I was home for a bit. Um and I was playing for my club down there, uh, Future FC. Um, and, you know, I consistently working hard, you know, having that drive, having that mindset that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get on this squad. Um, and then I got in, you know, I, I eventually got the, uh, the text and the call uh, that we were going to have the first meeting for the national team. Um, so we ended up doing that. We had the first meeting with all the guys, um, which pretty much solidified, like, you know, I, the meeting, we started our practices. So the tournament that we were working for was the CONCACAF Nations League. Uh, we already had our schedules, you know, our fixtures of when we were going to be playing. So from then it was busting butt to get because our first team that we played was Jamaica, who is one of the best, better teams in CONCACAF. Yeah, in the region. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, what, 10 out of the 11 of their 11 players are playing pro, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, MLS, Europe, you know. Their goalkeeper went, I think, first round 
to the Philadelphia Union, Andre Blake. You know, they're uh, two strikers that I went against, Corey Burke, you know, Philadelphia Union, Darren Matux. I think he's now with Cincinnati FC. You know, this guy, he was with D.C. United playing with Rain Rooney. You know, so this these these guys have, are playing at, you know, the some of the highest levels you can play at. And, uh, you know, it, they were a powerful team. I mean, everyone that plays them, they're, they're super quick. They're super, you know, they're quick on the ball. I mean, speed. It's, it was, it was a hell of an experience, I must say. Um, so yeah, we got, we got there. Uh, we unfortunately lost. Um, but we didn't even look at that. And especially from, for me being that that was my first international cap. You know, yeah, it was tough to take the loss, but it was the experience alone. You know, we were – it was in Jamaica, in their national um, stadium. And, like, it was prime time, you know. So I just took that experience and, you know, we moved forward. We built from it. Um, then we our next game, it was just a friendly against Cuba. Uh, we went over to Cuba. We had a nice little friendly with them in preparation for our official second game against the Dominican Republic. Um, again, those guys over there, they had a few guys that were in Europe um, playing professionally. You know, the, the fans over there that were unreal. If anyone's ever been to the Dominican Republic, it's one, it's a, the area that we were in was really nice, but Two, they support. I mean, they support their people. So it's crazy. You could barely hear yourself think um, over there while playing. But again, you know, it was a great experience, you know, and being able to represent the country that I was born and raised in, you know, it was for me one of like, and still is one of my best moments, you know? And oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge honor to represent your country. And, and you, it's not as if, you know, you just had, you know, if it's not as if you were an American kid, you had Cayman Islands descent yeah. and you just went and played for them because you had the opportunity to do yeah. so. Like, you were raised there. How long did you live there before you moved over to the States? Um, I moved to the States when I was 17. Yeah. Okay. Just basically for university. Um. Yeah. So I I already knew we're British ruled. Um. So pretty much everyone that I graduated with, majority of them went uh, to school in in the UK somewhere. I from the jump, you know, knew I wanted to go to school in the states. Um. Mm-hmm. So I actually graduated earlier. Um. I graduated. We graduate early compared to the states. Uh, so I graduated, which would be equivalent to, I, I graduated year 11, which would be equivalent to a sophomore here. Um, and okay. then I did a year of like a college prep, um, over there, but it was the American system, uh, just to get familiar with it. You know, you're going from two different, you know, schooling systems, the, U, uh, the British and, you know, the U S, um, yeah, so that in itself was a, a difference. I came. I remember coming over and we had a test, um, my first test in the states, and our 
uh, teacher said, you know, pull out your Scantron. I was looking around like, what are you talking about? You know, so it just stuck. You explained. Yeah, yeah. So, we, I mean, because we were so used to writing stuff out, you know, opposed to, you know, using a Scantron. So there were some, there were some uh, changes for me, and I embraced them. You know, I don't – there's nothing that I regret about it. I'm so glad that I, I made that decision. Uh, I'm so glad that I'm here, you know. So there's so much more opportunity here, and, you know, I'm grateful for it. So when – about when did you decide mm -hmm. that, hey, I want to go live in America. I want to build a life there. Um. I mean, growing up, you know, I was always in, I was always in sports. I, I played so many sports. I, I used to travel to the States to play sports. You know, I played almost everything, you know, so I've been over here playing, uh, came over and played some baseball when I was younger and, you know, some soccer and stuff. And I always knew, you know, that, you know, if I ever wanted to play at a better, you know, at a higher level, the opportunity was here. You know, so my mm -hmm. mindset was I wanted to from, you know, when I was younger, I, I you know, eventually I know I want to come in, uh, come and move over. And, um, you know, so that was always in me because one, the, I mean, the competition is better over here. The opportunity is better over here. Um, and especially for, you know, an athlete like you're going to, you want to do whatever you can to get to a higher level. You know, if you're that motivated yeah. and if you love that specific sport, you know, you're, I feel like you're going to, you're going to try to make it work. You yeah. Know? And it, if you don't, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was tough. Don't get me wrong. It was tough to, yeah, my, I lived with my dad, but growing up with, you know, with my mom and, um, and my grandmother and, you know, my mom's side of the family there, you know, I it was tough to leave, every, you know, everyone back there, you know, it was tough, but it was something. Oh, and Sorry. Cause you didn't know anybody here moving. No, over. I didn't have, I didn't have any friends. Uh, it was just me and just my dad and my stepmom. And uh, yeah, so it was, it was tough, you know, you're a teenager and you don't, you don't know anyone starting a new school, you know, um, Right. I'm not going to lie, you know, I'm not going to hide and say I didn't miss my mom. You know, that's my, that's my homie right there, you know, so I was coming <laughs> her close. So, you know, having to leave her and my grandmother, you know, was, uh, was hard, but at All the right. same sense too, we, we knew that it was, it was for the better, you know, I would, I would have had a better opportunity here with, you know, not just for sports, but education, you know, so yeah. I uh, like I said, I don't regret it at all. I'm so glad that I, you know, stepped out and and did it. And I mean, if I if I had to, you know, for any kid or young adult in the Cayman Islands or whatnot, or in any smaller island that they do have the opportunity to come to the states and you know somewhat better themselves, I no doubt you know i i highly encourage it you know so yeah yeah, yeah. i think another part that is really interesting with your story is just the unorthodox uh path that you took to 
to getting to that level where uh, you were being selected for the Cayman Islands national team, like soccer wasn't your number one sport, yeah. even in college. You came here to play baseball collegiately. So, yeah. you know, I think your story can also be helpful to a lot of American kids because there are so many sports available and options. And, and a lot of kids do stay in multiple sports for a long time yeah. before, before narrowing that down. So so I guess just tell us a little bit about, you know, uh, your journey as a baseball player, getting recruited as a baseball player, and then making that transition to focus more on soccer. Yeah, so um, as Sean said, I played Division One baseball at Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, like I, I, I mentioned before, I played almost everything under the sun except basketball. I mean – no, I, I, I love watching basketball. I just never played. Um, so when I moved to the States, I g- grew up playing some rugby too. Um, my dad, obviously, I, you know, back home, we don't play, we call it American football, but we don't have like tackle football. We have flag football. So I was, I was familiar with the game, love the game, love watching it on, on TV, college, you know, NFL. Um, and I remember coming over and my dad, obviously, with him being from the States um, and a huge football, baseball guy, he, uh, you know, I said, I'd, you know, give it a shot. First time putting on pads when I moved over. And uh, so I ended up playing some football. Um, I played a little bit of a receiver and cornerback and I kicked a little bit. Um, for, for your college team? No, no, for my high school. And then I played for my high school, uh, and then I um, played – so I played football, soccer, baseball, and ran track in one year for the one year I was at high school, in high school. Um, okay. Yeah, so it was – But yep. back home or after you had already moved? No, after I'd already moved. So I did it – so I, when I did my year of high school in Florida. Gotcha. Yeah, so the, the high school I went to in Florida – for that year, which was technically my senior year, um, I uh, I did football. Right after football, I missed a little bit of the uh, – I missed some of the soccer season because we weren't done with football yet. We jumped straight mm-hmm. into the soccer season. Uh, and right – so everyone, a lot of people, believe it or not, know me that I play center back now. But in high school, as I was actually well, – growing up a lot of the time too, I was a striker. So, mm. um, I, well, that's why you forward, huh? Say, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got that itch to, to uh, shoot, but yeah, so I actually in high school, you got, you got two, huh? you got two goals to your name from this past season. So yeah, I do. Maybe uh, you'll start getting some more looks up there. Two or four. Was it four? It was four. It was four. Cause I remember yeah. I had, remember I had that long shot, that half shot, uh, that half field shot. And then the, our last game against Arkansas, I scored two. And then there was uh, – when was the other one? There's, I know – I'm pretty sure it was four. We got we to look back at those stats. But come well, fall – Whether it was two or three or four, it should have been about 12. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Don't worry. That's, that's coming to fall. That's coming that's to fall. That's what I like to hear. Um, yeah, so I played striker um, – a lot of the years and ended up went straight from, like I said, went straight from football to soccer, played eight games. 
believe it or not, I had 12 goals in eight games. Yeah, Dang. yeah. So I was on fire that uh, that season. Dang it, son. Yeah, yeah, 12 goals in eight games, and then we went um from that went into baseball. Uh, and I was running track at the same time. So there was actually some days where our track meet, like our home track, um, would be like it was right by our baseball field. So I would literally run. I would start my track meet. I would run. Uh, my 200 long jump and relay and then literally jump the fence and run and run, and, run. and my my dad had my baseball uniform in the dugout <laughs> yes and I'd throw on my I'd throw on my uh my stuff and I would you know play a game of baseball um just put body to work yeah yeah so I was always active I was always involved in something uh how I got to southern my dad actually played um, at Southern, um, he played at Southern and that was kind of how I had that connection there. I was fortunate and I was able, um, to get on the team over there. Uh, so went there and played, uh, some baseball, met some lifelong, you know, friends, brothers, you know, that's still, you know, keep in contact with some of them now. You know, so that in itself was a great experience. Again, um, I have no regrets. I, with going there, um, unfortunately, they never had a soccer team, so I couldn't play. Uh, I couldn't play uh, both. Um, and unfortunately, too, if I could have, I would have loved to have been recruited for soccer coming out of um, high school. But it, the area that I was in, it wasn't highly recruited. There wasn't many highly recruited people there. So, it, you know, you, you never had the looks, if that makes any sense. Um, so, but, it, you know, I like I said, I don't regret anything. Um, yeah, so from there, did my four, uh, four and a half years at Southern. And then after I graduated, I went back home. And, you know, while I was – in college, actually, I um, I was playing soccer on the side, like for uh, for an amateur league, our men's amateur league, um, on Sundays. So like, I would play every Sunday, um, and I started getting back and lo- just loving it more and more. And I was like, man, I I like I need to get this. like I need to have this. Like I need to start playing more and more. I love it. like I I made for a second I like lo- forgot how much I loved it. Because it was one of those that, you know, I started from a young age and you grow to, like, I grew to love it myself. There was no one, like, forcing it on, you know, like, yeah, I want you yes. to play this or I want you to play that. Like, no, I I played it because I got, I got into it and I just fell in love with it. And, you know, my, my families are big, you know, they're big, we're big Liverpool fans, so. Do you think soccer was <laughs> your biggest passion I, the sport I, you were most passionate about I I yes I do I do um so I do actually you were always going to be drawn to it in the end yes oh yeah yeah like like even though I was playing baseball like I was still like keeping up with soccer like I would still wake up on Saturdays and Sundays and and watch my EPL you know what I mean like that would that would never stop like I was still in gate like I was still wanting to know about it. I was still keeping up with it, you know, and 
that I, that like yeah I, I I love baseball but I I love soccer more. Um, right. Yeah, and it was just I I had the opportunity. The opportunity was there for baseball, you know. Um, you got yeah, and I and I I capitalized on it. Um, but going back to you know I I know you mentioned about you know kids and playing multi like different sports. I highly encourage that. Like, if mm-hmm. you're, it's it's crazy, you know. Yeah, you know, you you'll hear some people, some arguments, and people saying, you know, you have to put your focus in one thing, uh, you know, just in one thing, you know, or you, you won't be successful. And I don't think that's the case because there's many, there's there's so many different athletes that are multi-sport, you know, that that have played. You know, even at the professional level, you know, they still have dual, you know, athletes in college that are playing two different sports, you know. And I mean, I think as a as a young kid, like, I don't think you should just, you know, limit yourself to to just one thing. You know, I'm not saying to go out and play every sport there is. But if you if you you know what I mean, if you if there is another sport that you were somewhat interested in, you know, give it a shot, give it a shot. And you, you never know, you never know what can come from it. Yeah. It's just so important for that athletic development. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, man. Like it, yeah. it's, it's so much muscle groups and, 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 and coordinating your body in different ways. Yeah. Like, you know, you have to have that, but I do think at the same time that, at, at some point, mm-hmm. you have to – so I think that you should play as many sports as you want as a kid. Yes, yes, but yes. You need, to, you need to pick a sport to train for. Yes, okay, yeah. so, yes, yeah, so I agree with you. I, I agree with you. And when I the, when I just made that comment was I'm talking about the younger, like, kids. Like, I don't think that you should – as a kid, you should just pick one sport. Yeah. Like as a kid, I feel like you should be playing, you know, two, three sports if you can, you know, be, be feel that. Yes. But and I, yeah. So, but I like, you know, I, I think I know where you're going at is when you do get older. Yeah. And it, it is that time you're getting into, you know, you're going into your freshman year, your freshman year in high school and, you know, throughout high school. Yeah. Start focus, have your focus on on that specific sport, train for that sport. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, at a, at a, as a kid, don't limit yourself to just one, you know? I'm, exactly. I, but I do, I I, I think, I, I want to say this, I think that's where you were going with that, with, you know, when, yeah. as you get older, you know, pick that, pick that sport and, and dedicate your time and effort to it, you know? But even also before you get to that matured age, because you know, your technical development has to be developed before then. Yeah. If you're not developed technically in whatever sport, you know, basketball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Soccer. If you're not technically developed yeah. by fourteen, it's it's you know good luck. Yeah, and you 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 are right. Like, and, and I mean, shoot, it's crazy how you know, and I and I see FC Dallas. You know, they they have a it, what it seems to be like you know, and I. I and I, when I moved here, you know, I've, I've noticed that before I even met you and, um, and seen what you've done with FF Premier and, 
you know, I've heard names of other academies and stuff like starting young, you know, where you guys and just building up that, you know, you don't usually, there's not many places that have, have that, or people have the opportunity to do that, you know? And when I came here, I was like, damn, like if I'd had this, like the opportunity to, to have this, like how you have the academy that, you know, the footy factory Academy for the boys and, you know, and just to mold them to get better. Like, you know, how, just imagine how many people like my age or older, you know, if they had had this at the time, what you're doing for the kids now, you know, exactly. That's if, why I created, man. you know, like it's, it's filling a personal need. Yeah. Like just this imagine, is- just imagine if they, if people have had this, you know, back, back then. You know, yeah. having like a, an academy, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think the reason that, you know, we've seen this change in in the way kids are developed is due to the experiences of our generation, right? Mm-hmm. Like we saw holes in uh, our own development and, and what we, the tools and the platform that we were offered. And so now we're, out there trying to make a change and you're you know you're doing that on on a certain level too with uh your physical training right it's yeah. still that concept is just applied in a different uh context yeah but um you know just going back to what we were talking about before basically you know like okay from our perspective what i'll tell our kids mm-hmm. i want them to play other sports yeah i want them go out and play basketball i want them to go and and play you know flag football or baseball but when they sign that contract to our club yeah the soccer has to be the main priority yeah understood understood yeah and so that's just the that's the only you know decision i think that kids need to make is which sport are they going to prioritize ties yeah and and if they're spending more time doing something else than the one that they're truly passionate about uh, and, and the one that they, you know, ultimately want to prioritize, then they're splitting their time and they're not using it efficiently. They're not getting as much out of themselves as they could. Yeah. So while playing multiple sports is beneficial, yeah. I think spending a lot of time training multiple sports, sports. Uh, can, you know, can ultimately hold a player back if they're if they're not mm-hmm. you know conscious of of which you know sport they want to they want to pursue in in the future yeah yeah so yeah that's very interesting so okay so now you know you're you're playing uh Sunday league in college but playing you know collegiate baseball so that's a little bit more serious that's the thing that you're prioritizing more at that point yeah um, you played four years of baseball, correct? Uh, no, uh, three. Three. Okay, yeah. so spent your last year just as a student. Just yeah. Got your degree. Okay, and then and then after you got your degree, you said you moved back home to the Cayman Islands, and that's when you started to get involved in one of the uh, clubs that that are around there, correct? Yeah. So yeah, my um the club that you know um that I was with Future um I know the coaches really well so it wasn't you know it was it was it, it was pretty natural um uh so I just you know went in I joined uh, I had some buddies on the team too uh so I knew you know I knew 
you know, uh, Coach Huda, Coach Roy's, you know, philosophy and what he expected. And, you know, it, it just worked. It worked out. It worked out real well. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, you know, he was, to be honest with you, he was, um, he was the main reason really that I'm, I moved to center back. So, okay. yeah, because before, you know, when I was there, I was, I was still striking and he, he was kind of like, hey, like, you know, you have that bill that I want in the back. Um, you know, well, what do you think? And I, I'm not going to lie. Sean, I was like, okay. I mean, like, I, I wanted that challenge. Like, I yeah. like I, I embraced that. I was like, oh, all right, let's go. You know, I'm down. Because in the sense I knew, you know, if I knew if I could, if I can, you know, get better at this, then I'm, I'm going to play. You know, and at the end at the end of the day, you everyone wants to play, right? And, you know, and if I can, and one, if I could help the team, if if, if this is what if he if he sees something, you know, like when him him saying like you're the guy, you're the build that I want in the back, you're you're good in the air, you're physical, you know, this is what I need in the back, this sort, you know, okay, let's go, you know, yeah. what what is what good what good was it gonna do if we had if we had you know five you know five strikers you know three yeah. of them sitting on the bench you know it's three of them there's only two if you if that if they run you know just depending on uh formation and stuff so we we didn't have the center back we you know we needed another center back and or another someone back there and it was it was something i embraced i was like okay let's do it and Right now, I love it. Like, look back in it now, I'm like, I love it. I love playing center back. I love the physical aspect of it. I love defending. You know, my mm -hmm. job is to stop strikers from scoring. Yeah. You know, we, I, you may have a different perspective on now since you used to play that position. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I, you know, I think, you know the younger kids and teenagers need to have an open mind, you yeah. know, have an, have an open mind to, to, you know, playing somewhere else, you know, yeah, it's all good. You know, you, you score goals and, you know, you want to be the superstar and, and whatnot, but at the same, you know, so a coach can see something, you know, can, can kind of picture and see like, you know, I feel you would be a great right back. I feel you'd be a good left back. Yeah, you, you're quick, you you know, you see the field, like, you know, and I think, like I said, a lot more kids need to have an open mind. And yeah, they're young and they want to, they want to score the goals and, you know, but it, it, I feel like there's a few and you, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a few of them that, that I, I feel like at a younger age, they, they'll understand, you know, they'll be like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll play it. And then they, they end up enjoying it. Yeah. You know, they end up really liking it. And then, you know, and hell, they they become amazing at it. You know, they're real successful at it. Yeah, I mean, you I know? can three or four examples just <clears throat> on my U eleven boys team. You know, so yeah, that's one thing that I love about you, and I'm glad that you brought it up and and touched on it. Is your just open mindedness, your unselfishness. I've noticed that you know with our FF Premier team, like just always you know, being willing to put the team above yourself and, 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 and that then leads into you taking advantage of opportunities that are presented to you. 
you know, and so that applies in this situation. It also applied with your collegiate baseball career, right? Like you were given an opportunity. Maybe it wasn't the thing that you wanted to do the most, but you recognize the opportunity and you took advantage of it. And, and, you know, a lot of times, Hey, that's just what you got to do, you know, to get to to where you want to be ultimately. So, um, you know, making that, that, that switch to center back, was that right around the time that they were starting to, because the Cayman Islands national team was being built from scratch basically. Right. Um, yeah, I would say, yes. They had, they had a, a period where they didn't have a men's national team for, okay. yeah, for, for a few years. So yeah, I would say it was a rebuilding. It was a rebuilding phase. Yeah. 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 And so as soon as you made that switch to center back, now you were on their radar as, you know, uh, someone that they wanted to hold down the back for them. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So yeah, tell me about like just the early days. What year was it when the Cayman Islands national team came back into the picture and, and you started getting calls from them? Um, well, when I was younger, uh, I, you know, we, trained with the under 17 and under 18 um boys national team uh and it it, it kind of you know we kind of moved up it was like a big you know there's a group of us um but again with an island you know obviously you're not going to get the the full development and like it is here in the united states you sure. know what i mean like like the United States national team development is youth development and going up to men's is unreal. You know, how, how it's structured, you know, I mean, they're top notch, you know? Um, But so, yeah, I was training. We we used to train a lot. We never played any um, international tournaments or anything. At that, it was just a lot of training, um, you know, we would have some friendlies here and there, but there was no big um, tournaments and stuff. Uh, we, you know, we'd even have some against maybe some of the local clubs uh, there. But, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. So you said you were asking about growing up into it? Um, well, yeah, just more on the lines of, like, you know, the 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 beginning stages of, getting the, the national team going again? Because you said it kind of took a break. And yeah. then right around the time that you were coming up into the age where you could be selected for the team, mm-hmm. that's where it was coming back into the picture. So what yeah. year was it that they started back up again? Oh, they started back up in seven. Uh, they were slowly, they slowly, I think that they slowly started some other teams um, in 16 and then the men's, was when uh, was in seventeen when they when they announced the Nations League, um, that whole Nations League tournament. Yeah. You, yeah. So from then it was like, okay, well, we're getting this going. You right. know? So from seventeen, um, was when they uh, when they went full steam on it. Yeah. So you got to experience playing in the CONCACAF, uh, not Champions League, sorry, Nations League. League, Yeah. You know, all the other top teams in the Caribbean and in in, uh, uh, North America. And so you can see right there, you know, the difference in 
the resources that are available for some nations. You know, oh yes. The level of oh yeah. That are available for some nations. The yes. facilities, like, so what do you what do you think it was? Because obviously, no one can compare it to the to to the amount of resources that the U.S. has. No. no Why no, do no. you think, from your perspective, actually mm-hmm. seeing some of the teams that the U.S. competes again in Concacaf? Yeah. Why do you think that the U.S. struggles? What What is it about the other teams that, that causes us so many problems? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know, that, for example, that the game with with Jamaica, when they play, I think the U.S. played Jamaica in D.C. I think one of their, their last, the last time they played against each other. I can't remember the score. I, I want to say if the U.S. won it, I think it was by one or something. But even though Jamaica lost it, I can't, I just remember you know, with Jamaica being around, like being at in Jamaica and seeing the players, you know, I, you know, I follow some of them on Instagram and whatnot, like Jamaica there as a team, they're very close. I must say they're very close. You know, they, they're always doing to, they work well, their chemistry together as well. You know, um, the coach there has been there for, how, you know how long you know he was a a, a a pass baller himself you know and yes other con- other countries like cuba um you know when we when we went the 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 field wasn't that great you know but they were they appreciated it you know they have a better i, I wouldn't say love but they appreciate what they have it's almost like they use it to their advantage Yes, they, yes, they, you know, they know that they don't have the best fields over there, right? But that doesn't, that doesn't sway them, you know, they're, they're still going to come together. They're still going to play together, you know, and, and like for when Cuba played uh, Canada in, in the last round, they actually played their home field was the, our home field in the Cayman Islands, Oh really? So, yeah, so they use our home field um as their home field. Just because theirs wasn't up to scratch or what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah, was that um, was that something that was put on them by uh the the governing body or why did they make uh, that decision? That I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure of. Um, you know, I wasn't I didn't get the whole, you know, breakdown on on that. I, I you know, just playing at the the field I played when we went there, um, I would assume that's why they came over because it wasn't, you know, to conquer. I mean, I, I'm assuming Concacaf's, you know, regulations and you know because they all these, you know, Concacaf has a, um, you know, their regulations on, you know, how they do things, how they want to feel, right. you know, what, like we, standard. like we, yeah, to their standard, like it, they're they're very. They're very by the book. They have everything organized, 
you know, like before before um our game, like when each time we played, um we had an hour the day before. So if our game was on Saturday, we had one hour exact on Friday to have a team practice. One hour exact. Not a minute more, not a minute less. Jeez. Yeah, like they had someone out there. They had an official out there watching. They gave us, they supplied us with uh, with bibs. Like they supplied us with balls. Like they, it wasn't like we brought our own stuff. Everything was given to us right there. Yep, the balls stayed right. The balls were there. They stayed right there. We had one, like I said, one hour to practice. Not a minute less, not a minute more. Yeah. Once it, once an hour hit, that whistle blew, the official blew it, and we were and we were walking back to the locker room. Yeah, they're running a tight tight ship over there, aren't they? They do, they do. But in the same sense, you appreciate it too, because you're like, okay, you yeah. know, when you're when you're there, you're like, okay, you know, like, all right, like you know that that the effort was put into for this to be a high class tournament. So that you're not now you feel, you know, now you feel like okay, like I'm I'm. Now I know what it somewhat feels to be a professional and how how it, how it's supposed to go from the start. You know, it's like little things like that. You know, you take the, uh, into pre, uh, consideration, you're like, okay, like this is how it feels to be like by the book and, you know, there's no hiccups or anything. Yeah. So yeah. back to before, like, do you think, you know, based on what you said about the Jamaica national team, like their cohesiveness, their, yeah. you know, just, just – pride i guess you could say yeah for their big yeah do you yep. think that that's something that that separates some of these smaller nations and and gives them a competitive advantage over the u.s i i would i don't know if i would say pride because i mean there are some i mean the u.s has some unreal fans too like there's some unreal fans not I, like think about it like that Sean, I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie to you, buddy. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to like try to try to you know pick and find what it is because you know I haven't I haven't been on the field like I've been on the field with Jamaica. You know what I mean? Like I've I've seen them warm up. I've seen played against them. You know, so I know like in the warm up. You know what I mean? I I can and I can speak for you know experience like in the warm up they're joking you know even yeah there's a, there's some you know they're they're laughing but they're also they're, they're doing what they need to do mm-hmm. you know you can really see that that they're boys you know what i mean yeah. like they're going to look out for one another you know so that's why i can speak for that and say like okay dang like you know you can see that they're they're close you know like they they have a close bond not saying that the guys in the US don't but you know if you if you look if you look at a lot of those, um, when you look at the rosters and stuff, sometimes for the U.S., it's completely different. Yeah, you know, and and I think that that's the main difference is you know, in a in a team like Jamaica, maybe those guys have played together their whole life. Yeah, know? yeah, you know, they they played multiple you know tournaments and they played for many years with each other, and and I'm not you know. I'm not knocking the United States or anything, but it is, like I said, you, you, you know, different, like if it's a different tournament, I mean, you may see one or two guys, three guys, you know, that, that go through that pipeline for the most part. They they got, I mean, they got 
they're filtering them out. You know, they're filtering out different guys. Yeah. You know? There has, so, yeah, you're right. There has been a lot of turnover in the national team. And, yeah. you know, because the country's so big, obviously, you have such a massive oh, yeah. of players to select from coming into the yeah. And so, you know, maybe in a country like Jamaica, a lot of those players that you're picking from have already played together as youth. But in the yep. U.S., they're coming together. You know, maybe they played together in, in youth national teams a few times here and there, but they yeah. don't know each other that well. Each other. And, yeah. And because there's so t- much turnover in the team, they don't really have time to get to know each other. So I feel like now we're maybe getting to a point where we're going to start to see more consistency in in the young you know, talent, that, that core group that we have. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, that definitely, you know, plays a factor. Like if you're, if you don't know your teammates, if, if you're not comfortable playing with them, you're, you're not going to perform at your best on the field. Yeah. 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 It, 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 it just gives you another challenge, you know, like your main challenge is to go out there and beat the other team. And now you have this other challenge is do I trust do I trust giving a ball to a guy that I don't really know? You know what? It, because in this sense, you're, you know, it, we're human. You think about, oh, is he gonna? If I give this ball and he messes up, is it gonna be my fault? Or all right, never mind. I'm not gonna give it to him. You know? Right. And then you try to do more than you should do. You know, that's how. That, you know, that's kind of how I feel. You know, that kind of works in that sense. And with, you know, having trust and, you know, building that that chemistry with your team. Yeah. Yeah. That was the 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 Nations League was back in 2018, correct? Uh yes. Okay. There is well there's different rounds. So there is um they just had a few uh they just had a few games before Christmas that I unfortunately couldn't make, but they do yes, yeah, so they have um so the first set, the first stage uh, the the ones I played in, that was kind of the determining factor to see what group you were put in to after. Is the qualifiers? Yeah, yeah. So like we like after that after that first stage, then you were put into uh, a group group A, B, or C, and then everyone from C obviously would play. Um, the top two, I think it's the top two from C move up, bottom two from B move down, vice versa. You know, you're going up. To, I think that's how they're doing it till you know. So yeah, that's an interesting format they have with that Nations League. I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it, it. It gives it gives more games, you know. So it's uh it's interesting. That's the other downfall to it, though, as well. You know, like more games are great for fans for you know, yeah. players that are maybe trying to make it still, but make it, yeah. But you know, like when you look at you know, the bigger nations and, and, and the players that are playing, you know, for the biggest clubs, it's like, man, they're getting so many more games now and they're just wrecking their body through the year because they're playing too many games. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough one. Obviously for us as fans, we love it, you know? Yeah. Uh, like we want to see as much of it as we can, but um, yeah, it's, it's a tough balance between doing what's best for the players and, and obviously keeping the the beast of the business going. Yeah. Yep. So that was two years ago now. You guys didn't qualify for the actual group play of the Nations League, correct? 
No, okay. no, we did not. So how many game? How many qualifier games did you play? Uh, three. So I played against Jamaica. Um, the official games was Jamaica, Dominican Republic, and then Saint Lucia came to us. Okay. Um, and within that, within that time between Saint Lucia and Saint Martin is when I uh, made my move to Dallas. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, I wasn't able to go back for the St. Martin game as planned. Uh, yeah. So we had four, our first stage was four games. Okay. So what brought you to Dallas? What was, what was behind that decision? (laughs) Um, well, after I got done with, um, Baton Rouge, like, like I said, I went home for a little bit. Um, I knew I was coming I knew I you know was coming back um and I want to live here permanently uh I just wasn't sure where I didn't want to I didn't want to go back to Baton Rouge um to live uh so <laughs> believe it or not I my girlfriend's actually from here so it made it you know easier to for a spot to come to. And I've been to Dallas before. I mean, I've been here way before that. And, you know, it was always in my mind somewhere in, uh, in Texas. Um, and that right there just kind of solidified it. So yeah. uh, I came up. Yeah, she's from uh, she's from the area. So I came up and, you know, fell in love with it. And, you know, I, I, I honestly don't see anywhere else. So Yeah, it is a great place. Yeah, man. I mean, I was born. Yeah. I just. I would love to live in other places for short periods of time or maybe, yeah. you know, more medium periods of time. But, you know, long term, I always see myself in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's home. Yeah. It's home. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So, yeah. Uh, the people are nice. People are great. Yeah, definitely. And and it's just, there's just a lot of opportunity here, you know, business. Yes. And, yep. and other, and specifically soccer too. I mean, it's a hot oh, yeah. here, and uh, I know whenever you first moved back, you were getting involved in several, you know, teams around the area, and you eventually yeah. connected with us, I believe it was a year ago now, uh, you know, in the whenever we were having our summer tryouts last year. And, yes, and, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we, we've known each other for a year now. You've played with us for a year. Um, what do you see, you know, yourself, where do you, where do you see yourself going? Where do you see, what direction do you see yourself heading in with FF Premier, with your personal training, with, you know, the Cayman Islands national team, just with your life, you know, over the next year, five years, 10 years? Um, well, I mean, with the Cayman Islands national team, I mean, I've, you know, still, uh, still want to compete with them. So, you know, our next, you know, just waiting for, you know, this all to, this to blow by and stuff and get back at starting with, you know, when sports is ready to start um, and just get ready to compete again with them. Uh, for my training, you know, I'm loving where I'm at, at Cowboys Fit. You know, it's my, you know, my family away from home, you know. Right there, you know, they've embraced me. They've welcomed me. Um, a group, a amazing set of people over there. So 
I see myself being there, you know, for as long as I can be, you yeah. know, um, it, it's a great environment, you know, and it's, you, you know, it makes you love your job. Um, so yeah, I would definitely like to be there as long as I can. Uh, and for, I mean, FF Premier, man, I mean, I, when I first, you know, when I first heard about you guys and reached out, like I wasn't too sure, you know, what, you know, what I was going to get myself into or what type of, you know, um, what type of team it was, you know, it was going to be and, you know, how it was going to be ran or whatnot. Cause you know, you do, you do, you know, you, people have, people can say bitter things, not saying that anyone said anything bitter, but you know, you hear like, Oh, that team is not worth it or whatnot. But ever since I joined, man, I mean, I, I can't say anything bad, you know, we, yeah. you know, we've, we've come together. We've had, you know, some guys come and, you know, come and leave. And, uh, but I mean, for FF, I mean, we just need to, you know, get out there again and hit the league and try to dominate the league, man. Love it. That's a yeah. That's a goal for for me and FF. You know, we gotta dominate up, especially that we got that little promotion. And yeah, we're up. You know, seeing some some better competition. You know, it's gonna be good. Yeah, you know, I'm excited for it. Yeah, man, we're making. Some I'm excited moves. for it. We're making some moves. I, oh, yeah. I know you've got that competitive spirit about you. I have it in me. You know. Yeah. And, and we're just we we got a group that that <clears throat> likes each other. You know, that gets along with yeah. each other and. And that's the best thing about this whole thing. Like you said, players are going to come and go. You know, we yeah. we have to focus on what we're doing as an organization. And obviously, a mm-hmm. lot of that fa- falls on my shoulders as the club o- owner. Um, and yeah. so, you know, I'm doing my best to get support around me. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're doing the right things. And it just takes time to, to uh, build it fully into what – we're ultimately trying to accomplish so getting, it's just part of the process dude. exactly and it's and so getting part people of like you you know like me like you know several other guys on the team that that are committed that want to be there that like each other that that are going to do that are going to go above and beyond to not only you know present the best version of themselves uh but also to help the club grow too because in these beginning yeah. stages, like we have to have people that are going to do that, or we're not going to be able to really, you know, get where we want. But we're headed in the right direction, man. We got the right people, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back out of this quarantine and, and getting going. Again. Yeah, I know I've been training hard. I know you've been training hard. So uh, yeah. it's time to get back out there on the pitch and and be with the boys again. Yeah. Yes, sir. Definitely. So, okay, next question. As we wrap up here, you know, looking back on, on your story, what are some of the biggest challenges you think you faced and and how did you overcome them? Biggest challenges. Um, <clears throat> let's see, a, a challenge of mine. <sighs> and... You know, I'll say, you know, just in life in general, um, you know, just, you know, just for me, I'm, I'm going to be honest, just, you know, having the confidence, you know, to, to do something like, you know, um, with my training and stuff, you know, 
there growing up, I, you know, I always used to second guess myself, you know, and I think that was, that was a challenge of mine was just always second guessing, you know, and until I, you know, started realizing and, you know, my mom used to say, you know, you, you, you know, don't stop second guessing yourself, yeah. you know, just be confident in yourself and it'll be good and you'll be fine, you know, and just hearing that, you know, you know, as a kid, you know, you, you hear that, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, you're just saying that. But, you know, as you grow older, you know, and your parents say stuff, you know, you really, are, you know, you really sit back and you're like, damn, like, that's real. That's, you know, that, that, that's real. Yeah. You know, so I think that for me, that was a challenge for me was just second guessing myself. Am I, can I do it? Am I, am I good enough to do it? You know, yeah. and, you know, that's when, you know, I realized, you know, like I said, when I, when the coach asked me to, when the coach asked me to move to center back, you know, that's when, you know, I, not in that moment, but that helped me to, you know, transition to that and like take on that challenge and be like, okay, let's go, you know, let's do it. I can do it, you know? So I just think just have some, you know, have confidence, you know, have confidence, be patient is another one. You know, I was never patient. Um, but even, and it's, it works for me. It works for me in life. And I feel, and even on the field, just having patience, like, you know, for example, how I look at it, like if you're on, when we're playing a game and I've said it, I've said it before when we're on, when we're playing a game and, you know, it's, we're down one zero or it's tied one, one, and we really want to beat the, you know, you obviously, obviously want to win. You got three minutes left, four minutes left, you know, and the fact that people are constantly rushing and rushing and, you know, trying to try to get the ball out and doing all this and, you know, everyone's, everyone's hyped up and stuff. And, you know, I, I think I mentioned like, you know, let's just be patient. It will yeah. come, you know, I've, I've been in games where we were down two one or we were down two Oh with four minutes, five minutes left. Bam. We came back, scored two goals, you know, and one, you know what I mean? So, and that right there, I, m- I remember that happened to us back home when I was playing with Future. We were playing in the in our championship final against Scholars, and we ended up winning. And, like, I just, like, remembering hearing, our, like, my coach back then saying just, like, patience, patience. Like, it will come. And that stuck with me from that. I was like, dang, like, that literally, it just turned out that yeah. way. Definitely. You know, yeah. Comp thing is, is uh, is it right? Like that's that's pretty much everything. And I think every single athlete, every yeah. single human, struggles with that mm-hmm. self doubt. You know, whether yeah. whether they show it or not, they everyone struggles with yeah. it. Yeah, and maybe they yeah. deal with it in different ways. But I mean, you know, like you said, just just having the patience to know that hey it'll it'll all work out the way that it's supposed to you know that that That's in true, itself yeah. will will give you the confidence that you need to be the best you can be yeah so yeah, oh, yeah. i love it um so why do you think you know when people face those kinds of challenges why aren't they able to push through them and continue on why do they fail uh why do they fail i i just don't think they've you know, it's, it's a mindset thing too, you know, um, like a lot of things are like, 
they they've they have to I feel like you have to push through something like that. If you fail, you have to go at it again. Yeah. I think a lot of people once they fail, that's it. Like you're you, there's nothing more. You won't it won't happen again. You won't get that opportunity. Like you have to keep pursuing it. You have to, you know, you you have to keep a positive mindset. Like I and I'm I'm big on that. I like the positivity. I like the good vibes, you know. So I, I feel like that's that's the key to people's failures is they don't keep that mindset, right. you know, especially like, uh, it, you know, it was funny. Um, and it's just a, it's just a work ethic. You know, that's a big part too, is your work ethic. You know, having a good work ethic is a big part of it. For example, I was talking to a, um, uh, I had a zoom call two weeks ago with, uh, an old, there was a guy that played in the English Premier League um, for a big club there. He was he was actually a center back too, and he said I remember him saying that when he went from his hometown um, team, he played pro for his hometown team, and then got transferred, got uh, got traded to a bigger club, and he said that his mindset changed from when he was trying to make it to a bigger club to when he got to that bigger club because his mindset and his work ethic, he was doing all the extra stuff to get there. He was working out. He was running more. He was, he had a, a stronger mindset to, to get there. And then when he got there, he said he completely lost it because when he was there, he was like, Oh, well, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. Yeah. And he was like that, that right there, you know, that's what got him is that he got comfortable. You know, if he had kept that mindset that he had, uh, before he got to that big club, he said it would have been it would have been sky's the limit for him. But then he got there, and he was like, "Oh well, I made it, so I'm yeah. good. You know, I made it to where where I want to be. I don't need to do anything more. I just gotta I just gotta cruise." Yeah, that's a very interesting perspective. Um, and this is and this is this is coming from a a, a well known center back in the EPL. Like we had a good zoom a good zoom talk. And he was, that's what he told, that's what he was telling, saying in it. And he was just like, you know, it's, because he, he coaches now, um, he coaches an academy now. And he was saying, you know, that's, that's what he tells his boys is, you know, it's your mindset, you know, to get there. Once you have that, that mindset that you have to get there is what you want to keep throughout the, yeah, throughout it. Absolutely. One of my favorite quotes is, <clears throat> failure is an opportunity to begin again more intelligently right so yeah that that applies in this scenario because there's always a level above you so whether whether you failed to get to that level or succeeded to get to that level you you have to continue to level yourself up to get to that next level so the minute you stop trying to improve trying to get better and is is the minute that you fail really so there is no failure yeah. unless you stop yes yeah that's awesome correct um what is your definition of greatness my definition of greatness um my definition of greatness i would say is Uh, 
let's see. I, I mean, I can just list out, you know, some characteristics of, you know, uh, one going back to having a strong mind. Yeah. Uh, work ethic. Work ethic is a big part of that. Um, I'm sure people have been watching this last dance, you know, with Michael Jordan and like seeing his work ethic, you know, I mean, this dude is unreal, you know? Yeah. His, so that right there, you want to talk about greatness. I mean, Michael Jordan, arguably the best basketball player, you know, that ever played, you know, I mean, that people consider that greatness and you see like, you see the work that he's put in, you know? Um, so I, if I had to say something, it would, it would have to be work ethic. Um, and I think too, like a big part for me is don't think that you know it all, you know, be, have, you know, there's, I, I, I got told many times too, especially when I, you know, I still consider myself fresh in the training, you know, as a trainer, you know, don't think that you know it all, you know, open up your mind to, to wanting yeah. to learn, you know, open up your mind to want to learn more new things. Yeah. Don't think that you know it all because right there and then you yeah. don't, if that's what you, if that's what you think. Yeah, that's, that's great. You know, you use that Michael Jordan reference. You can compare Kobe to him pretty well. R.I.P. Yeah. And everyone looks at Kobe yeah. as like this all-knowing figure, right? But he only he only got, you know, close to that level because he just had this, you know, insatiable thirst to like learn more. And he was always asking questions. And when yes. he gets to the NBA, or sorry, when he did get to the NBA, he was constantly, you know, reaching out to past greats that were retired and like just bugging yeah. them and just asking them questions. And it's like he was just never afraid to, to you know, look at to ask. ask. Yeah, and, exactly. and I, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it, it, just ask. You know, don't like. I, I think that's the biggest thing is if you don't know something, especially you know, if you don't, yeah, if you don't know anything. Just ask, like, you know, and it, that way you will know, you know what I mean? Like, I, there's been times on, on the field, you know, or we're, we're in a game and I just don't know what you, what you, what you mean, you know, there's been, you know, a couple of games where you were, you know, you were coaching us and, you know, you were, you were shouting out some stuff and I, you know, I just didn't know what you meant. I, I'm not going to just stand in and be like, okay, cool, cool, cool. No, I'm going to ask like, Hey, like, what are you talking about? You know, like what, right. what do you want? You know, so it it doesn't. You know, that way I know. You know, and I learned from that. Now I know, okay, that when she, when I ask and you and you gave me the explanation of this is why, okay, oh shoot, okay, now I know. Now I know, now I know how to handle that situation. Yeah, yeah. You know? Learning so, anything comes with clumsiness. Yeah. You know, you're gonna stumble. Yeah. You're gonna. Yep you know, hit those roadblocks along the way. Um, but you just got to be okay with that. You got to be okay with looking dumb sometimes in your pursuit of greatness, yeah. you know? So that's yep. what yep. piece of advice would you give to your younger self? 
what piece of advice would I give to my younger self? Uh, I would say um, stay, uh, let's see. Well, I, go on, have your confidence. Yeah, yeah have your, because like I said, when I was younger, is when I didn't, be confident in yourself, yeah. yeah? Believe in yourself. One. Yeah. Uh, that is, that would be my advice is, you know, have your confidence. Don't have your strong head, have your strong mindset. And, you know, know what you want. Know, know what you want to do, you know? Um, man, and shoot, just, I would tell myself, you know, all the life, all the wisdom and, you know, advice that, you know, your your parents gave you, your aunt and your uncles gave you, really take that in from then, you yeah, know? Yeah, definitely. You know, instead of being like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, then, like we said, like, now you sit back and you think like, oh, dang, you know? Yeah. That's real. Like, take it then. Listen to it 100%, then. 100%. 100%. Well, yeah. I appreciate your time, man. I know we've been kind of going back and forth trying to get this set the past couple of oh. weeks. We finally did it. And it was a really, you know, uh, it, it was a pleasure just sitting here listening to your story because I know we've talked about it a little bit, but we didn't get to go into this much depth. So I'm glad I got to know you a little bit better. I'm looking forward to yeah. getting back onto the pitch with you and, <clears throat> and uh, just seeing all the guys again. And I know that everyone that was listening got something out of this too. So... Uh, again, just thank you for your time. And, um, you know, I guess before we wrap up, uh, how can people get in touch with you, you know, if they want to reach out and just learn more about your story and what you're doing? Maybe maybe you got some potential clients at Cowboys Fit even. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, if you guys want to reach out, um, you can shoot me an email uh, on my personal email. Uh, it's Tyler Lee, T-Y-L-E-R-L-E-E, 1738 at gmail.com. Um, yeah, just shoot me an email and we'll get in touch. Uh, that, that'd probably be the better way, um, the best way for that. Um, yeah, so, but I just wanted to let you know too, Sean, you know, I appreciate you having me. This is actually my first podcast, so I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate what you've done with the team. You know, trying your best. I know it's a it's a lot, you know, for you to try to maintain with with the men's team and the you know the academy that you have. You know, again, you're doing an amazing job with those boys. You know, I see that from the side. You know, um, but a big you know big shout out to you. Big you know a lot of appreciation for you trying to organize everything, trying to keep the team going. Yeah. You know, so I think I I think all some from some of the stuff that we've been through, you know, a lot of people would have said, you know what, I'm done yeah. with this, you know, but you stuck, you wrote it out and you stuck with it. And, you know, because you, you know, you believe in you believe in what you're what you're doing, yeah, you know, I, you know, you believe in you believe in that team, you believe in the academy, you know, so you're going to you're going to do what you can to keep oh, it. Going, absolutely. You know? There's no question about that, but definitely hearing your yeah. appreciation for what I'm doing is is much appreciated on on my end you know I don't get a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of I guess support in general and so any 
support that I do give yeah. is is valued. I take it to heart. So it means a lot. Thank you yeah. very much for that. Yeah. Glad yeah. we have, you know, crossed paths and, and definitely looking forward to many yeah, more buddy. years together. So um, yeah, one man. last message that you'd like to leave everyone with. Uh, one last message that I'd like to leave everyone with. Uh, I don't know. It, it's weird. So I have this quote that uh, one of my coaches told me, my coach in college told me, and I don't know why it stuck with me, but it always has. All right. It might not even go with anything that we think now, but it, it is, he said, and think about it. It's, uh, truth hurts, but it helps. Lies help, but mm. they hurt. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what about it. But when he said it, it, it stuck with me, and it's always been with me. Now, so the truth hurts, but it helps. Lies help, but they mm. hurt. Chew, chew on that. So, one. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. So I, I just leave it like, like that. It. I like you it. Know? It's a good way to sit it off. Yeah. I don't know. There you have it, guys. Thanks yeah, for listening. So. Uh, make sure that you like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And-